0: Turn in your Bibles now to Joshua chapter one, six through nine. We're gonna read Joshua chapter one, six through nine. And we're gonna get into a series now, right for the holidays, that's called upgrade. All right, upgrade. And we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna get an upgrade. How many know sometimes you gotta upgrade yourself? You gotta make gotta to go to the next level. You can't make it there on the old version. Come on, somebody. You need an upgrade new point O. amen. That's what we're gonna call you. Your upgraded version of you, because the old you can't uh, work, it doesn't work in the kingdom. The old you does not work at the level of where the kingdom is at. And so God has to come and He has to give us upgrades because He's trying to get you to new levels in life, new stages in life. And in order to do that, you got to make sure you're getting the proper downloads. Amen? It's like when you go from being single to being married. Amen? You got to exchange those old downloads of what single life is about, which is me, 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 me. Don't get hurt, single people. I'm not calling you selfish. I'm just telling you that's how you can be when you're single. But then you get married, you got to get some new downloads. You got to get some new programs because those old downloads can't work on the new 0.0 version of you. So then you get married and you're learning some new things. Then you have babies. Now, we got people having babies here. You better get some new downloads because those, you know, her and me, us against the world downloads. No, no, no. You got to get the, the new version. You need a new .0 version because you're going to have a baby who's going to turn your life upside down, a baby who's going to cry at 4 in the morning and doesn't care that you have to get up in two hours. He doesn't give a rip. Amen. He's going to cry. He wants a bottle. You know, he wants to be breastfed. And that's the bottom line. And and, and so you got to get new downloads for that. Because now you got to get friends that understand that you can't just go out and see and, and, and hang with everything they want to do because you got a new child. Are you tracking with me? So in life, there's new levels. And I want to read here Joshua chapter 1, 6 through 9, because I believe God is getting us ready for an upgrade. Uh, for the 2018. Amen. which was the last month of the year, and uh, 2018 will come with new promises and new expectations, and we need to get ready for those things. So, Joshua 1 6 says this Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. And he says again Be strong and very courageous, be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave you and do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. That's a word from somebody for somebody. And then you will be successful in everything that you do. You need to highlight that, underline that, because that's a promise that you can be successful in everything you do. Verse 8, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it because only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Just marinate on that for a minute. We just took away your excuse for being mediocre. We just took away your excuse for being a failure because God is telling us here, this is a key. Come on, DJ Khaled. This is a key to being successful in all you do. Verse nine, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I know you're already in here. You've already broken out. You've already cleared this atmosphere of the muck and the mire and the weights and the worries. And I pray right now that as this atmosphere is cleared out, our hearts are plowed up because of praise and worship. Lord, you will now plant the word of God in our hearts. And though many times, Lord, the truth, the first time we hear it, tends to offend or get a reaction, we pray that through maturity, we will digest that word, Lord God, and cause it to bear good fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So I believe God wants to give us an upgrade. And so the first thing that must be upgraded in the new you Because you got to understand, church, and I don't think everybody really understands this. When you come into the kingdom, uh, it comes with a promise. It's not just a ticket to heaven. It's a revelation of understanding this. Old things are passed away. Everything's new. Old things are passed away. Everything's new. The Bible doesn't say that you're just a sinner saved by grace. No, you know what it says? It says that you are now a new creature in Christ. The person that you used to be, the things you used to do are no longer associated with you in the mind and in the eyes of God. Can I get a good amen on that? Now, I don't know about you, but that makes me very happy. That empowers me because before I came to Christ, I did a lot of things that I should be ashamed of. But when I came to the Lord at that altar when I was 19 years old, the Lord severed me from my old life, and made me a new creature in Christ. And he does the same thing for you. So the old you, according to God's word, is passed away. There's a new you, a new version of you, okay? But the problem is we never take the time to learn how that new version operates and is supposed to work. It's kind of like how people are with their phones. Can I get an amen on that? we uh, we look at our phone and it's working even though it's working fine even though you got no complaints about it you can do so much on it you see the commercial that the new iPhone is coming out or that new other phone i don't even know what those things are i don't even know what those names of those phones are samsung google whatever gaga whatever that phone is you see that commercial and what hits every Every tech geek's mind, oh, I got to get that upgrade. I got to get that upgrade. Someone says, is your phone not working? Oh, it's working fine, but I need, I need the upgrade. I wish people would approach the upgraded life, the new life, that same way. Because we come to church, you hear a message like this, and we go, no, I'm good. I'm good at the level I'm at. I wish you would be as passionate about a new life as you are about that phone. Because here's what we do. Here's what we do when we get our new phone. We don't take the time to learn what the new phone does. And so we got an upgraded phone, but you haven't taken the time to learn how those new operations work in the new phone. And so your pictures look just as bad on the new phone as they did on the old phone because you don't know how to work. the the lighting, uh, you know, things on there, and you don't know, what's portrait mode? I didn't have that on my old phone. I just won't use it. Then why did you get the new phone? Well, my question to you today is this. If you're going to be in this new life, you better learn how the upgrades work because you're still trying to operate in the kingdom, that old way that you was operating through life. And there's a different way. There's a different way. You can't get a man the same way you got him when you was out in the world. Can I get an amen on that? See, the way you got him in the world is you wore a short skirt. Come on, you showed some cleavage. You laughed at dumb jokes. Come on, somebody. You know, you did all those things to get a man in the old way. But see, you're an upgraded version. You don't need to do that. Because you're more than just hips, lips, and fingertips. But see, you haven't learned that yet. You haven't learned that yet, so you still come in and you still, hey, you know, no, no. Men of God, that is not how you catch a man of God, because a man of God has been upgraded. And we've been taught to look at different things. Can I get an amen from the men of God? I know there's some fellows in here that haven't read that upgrade yet. And you're still trying to pick a bride based on the old thing, but you got to get an upgrade. And that's what I want you to catch today. So we start here in Joshua 1, 6. God is talking to Joshua and he says, Joshua, I'm about to bring you into a life that you could better than you ever dreamed. It's a life flowing with milk and honey. It's a life where all your promises will come true. It is a life where you will experience my blessing. But understand this, that life still has giants in it. And so he gives Joshua some very strong commands, He's some downloads into his spirit, so to, so to speak, where he tells them, number one, be strong and courageous. What does that translate into? That means have confidence. We have so many people that don't have confidence or they have confidence in the wrong thing. And what false confidence is, it's pride. See, there's confidence and then there's pride. And some would say, well, there's a fine line. No, there's a a vast valley between the two. You just can't see it. Confidence is when you understand who you are in Christ. Pride is when you paint a mental image of who, who you are without Christ and how good you are, how smart you are, how holy you are. And it's always based on, well, I do this, 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 and this. But confidence is never based on anything within yourself. You want to know what it's based on? It's based on his word. You can have confidence because of what he says about you. See, the Pharisees had had pride because they said, well, we pray three hours a day. We, we memorize the scriptures. We do this, that, and the other. We keep the holy days and the feasts and all these things. And we got people today that it's a, it's a different type of proud spirit, but we say things like, well, I go to church every Sunday. I give. I do these things. But listen, that could turn into pride if you don't understand that we have, God's calling us to have confidence. And confidence always comes from him. And so one of the things he tells uh, Joshua in his upgrade is this, be strong, be courageous. In other words, be confident. And he says this, now be careful, to obey all the instructions that I, that Moses gave you. Okay, be careful to obey. How many know you got to make sure that you're being careful to obey? And he goes on to say, don't deviate from the words he told you, either, either to the right or to the left. And I feel like so many people get a word from God and they know his word, but they tend to put their little two cents onto it. They tend to just kind of deviate a little to the right, or to the left, and that little deviation, that little added thing that you put on God's word is going to be the thing that pulls you down. And that's why He tells Joshua, "Hey, don't deviate to the right or to the left." And then, uh, and He says, "If you do that, you'll be successful in everything you do." Now, verse eight, He says this: Study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then. Will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Now, that's a major key alert right there, if I ever heard one. The key to succeeding in marriage, in parenting, in business, in your spiritual walk, in your ministry, is to meditate on his word day and night. Are you catching that, my brothers and sisters? So. There's a problem we have with that because many of us have heard that. We know that, but we don't follow through with what we know and what we hear. And what begins to happen there is we begin to self-sabotage our success. Sometimes the greatest reason that you're not a success is because of your own self-sabotage. You won't follow through on what you know God is telling you to do. And let me tell you right now, we've got to tear tear that down. We've got to get away from messing up the blessing that God is trying to get to us. And this morning, you got to catch this download that if you can meditate on his word day and night, God will make sure that everything you do will prosper. Now, that excites me because I have a dream. That excites me because I have a vision. And the vision that God has given me is something that I cannot do in my own power. So when I read a scripture like that, that's a major key. See, when God gives you a dream and there are things in your life that you know you can't accomplish, you got to start looking for the kingdom way. Let me speak to all the hustlers in the house. All the grinders in the house that like to get on social media on my grind. As you roll out of bed at 11. 11. Listen, listen, there's something in the kingdom that's called obedience to his word that will always trump a grind or hustling. Oh, pastor, you're saying it's wrong to hustle. No, as long as you hustling after obedience, that's what you need to be hustling for. We get ideas, we get a vision and we run with it before we ask God, God, is this you or not? God, should I be doing this now or is this for a later season? See, that's a whole whole other way of looking at this thing. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But the big thing I need you to catch right now is meditating. Now, what is that word meditating? I know people have different views on that and different ideas, but here's what the dictionary says meditation is. Contemplation. It's reflection. Pondering. It's when you just sit there and you marinate on God's word. You sit there and think about it. See, most people do their devotions, da, 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 they read it, amen, Did my Devo. No, 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 sit there. Give God five minutes of just sit there and going, now, what did I just read? What does that mean to me? What does that scripture say to my day right now? See, that's how you meditate. You contemplate. You take reflection. You ponder. You take consideration. You concentrate. That's what meditation is. It also means this in the the Hebrew, to mutter or to speak. And one translation of it in the Hebrew even means to chew. Tell your neighbor, chew on that for a little bit. That means you take some time to just give your mind some exercise on the word you hear. How many of you ever, even after you leave on Sunday, even don't even think about the word the rest of the week? Listen, you need to take some time and meditate. Could that, because that could be why your life is not succeeding. Yeah, but I go to church, I'm serving, I'm doing this, but are you meditating on his word day and night? I wish we would meditate on his word as well as we meditate on the lyrics of our favorite songs. Come on, somebody, amen. Because those are the meditations of our heart, too. And you know I'm not throwing stones because I love music. And I could quote to you lyrics from Curtis Blow back in 1983. I could, I could quote a whole Run DMC song from 82. It's in there, I know. But you know what else has to be in there? His word. His word's got to be in there. My wife and I, just last night, I don't know what, we were watching on TV and, oh, I was explaining, something came up on a, on a show we were watching and I was explaining uh, to Diego something about the word and she goes, you know, we got to start memorizing scripture in this home again. I said, you know, you're right. You want to know why? Because it says here that if I can meditate on his word, which means contemplate, reflect, speak, confess, consider, everything I do will prosper. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing God's people fail time after time. It is time that this thing starts working in our lives. It is time that some of you become millionaires. Can I get an amen? It is time that some of your ideas begin to take fruition and you're able to send your kids to college. Can I get an amen? It is time for us to prosper in our marriages to where the divorce rate in the church is less than the divorce rate outside of the church. Can I get an amen? Our kids should be better than the kids raised without God. Can I get an amen? We should be better parents than people that don't take their kids to church. Can I get an amen? But after 30 years in ministry and traveling and preaching all over the nation and around the world, that's not always the case. And I believe one reason is we don't take the time to get the upgrade of the new life. The new life runs on what you meditate on. What's going on between your ears? What's going on in your mind? What is the self-talk that exists in in your private time when you're laying down to go to bed? What is it that you hear? What's the internal monologue? You see, meditation also means this. It means to consume what you're hearing. So what is it you're consuming in your daily life? Now, I know when I was not saved, there was a lot of bad stuff I was consuming on my CDs and my tape deck and things like that. But did you know what the Bible tells me was? That was the meditation of my heart. My meditation back in those days consisted of Easy E and Dr. Dre and Luke and the two live crew, don't don't judge me, don't judge me. It, it, it consisted of some of those things and some of your meditations of your heart today, what does it consist of? Little what are these these rappers today. I I ain't up. Little doo-doo or whatever is out there. <laughs> Come on, somebody, amen. Help help me out. I've been in this game a minute. But you know, you got all these 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 guys out there that are speaking things contrary to the word of God that we meditate on. Got to be careful of those things because it's the meditation of your heart, listen, that determines the success of your life. And here's the cool thing. I think it's cool. You can't fake success. Can't fake it. You either got it or you don't. Amen? Now, people try to fake it. They dress like they're successful, but they're in debt. Come on, somebody. Their car might say success, but their bank account says they owe thousands upon thousands of dollars. What it comes down to, success is more than money. Success is a, is a condition of the heart. And I'll go even further than that. It's a meditation of the mind. So what are you meditating on? What are you chewing on all day? What is the self-talk about yourself? You gotta, we got to get that lined up. See, every area that you've heard the word but have not taken the time to meditate on it, which means speak on it, contemplate it, you will never receive the benefits of. It'd be the same thing as eating something but never swallowing it. I know that's kind of nasty. So if you eat and put it into your mouth, this morning you're eating, it's going into your mouth, but if you don't take the time to meditate confess, contemplate, think on it it doesn't digest it simply is like you leaving here and you you go into the restaurant and you throwing it back up as you leave it's not going in it's not bringing you any nourishment and I find so many times because in a religious culture we do things to get things that we don't place value on what things are really about like in a religious culture we come to church just so we can say, I went to church, just so we can point to our church attendance and say, I'm good, look, I'm at church. But that's a religious culture. The kingdom culture understands there's substance in everything I'm doing. So what good is it to go to church when by four o'clock you don't remember what was preached? What good is to go to church, get a word, but never do anything with it? And that's what I feel like we have so much in Western Christianity today. We have the act of hearing, but never meditating, never applying that to our thoughts. That's why when you're at work, they cannot tell you're a Christian. Oh, come on, come on, you know I'm talking to you right now. That's why the only thing that distinguishes you from your coworkers is that crazy mug that you got on your desk there that says, not perfect, but forgiven. The only thing that points to you're a Christian is that bumper sticker you got on that piece of junk out there that says, I'm blessed. Really? (laughs) Let's wait till you get a new car to put that on there, okay? (laughs) See, and so when you don't have internal fruit, listen now, we got to go to external things to be our testimony. And so they sell cups and they sell pictures you could put on your wall at your office, and I'm not against any of that stuff. Testify all you want, but your testimony's got to go further than all that. It's got to be how you act in the break room when they're tearing your boss down. Christians should not be tearing their bosses down. Oh, well, pastor, you don't know my boss. Listen, don't tear him down. Pray for him. That's how we know you're saved. But when you just complaining and they treating me bad, and, man, he's full of the devil, but, Pastor, he cusses me out. Well, look what you expect. He don't know God. But what we should expect from you is proper responses. Oh, y'all don't want to hear this today. You don't want to hear this. But, see, I'm trying to upgrade you so that you can become a success. That's what I'm trying to do. Because if we got to be a people that are taking God's word and not only hearing it, not only chewing on it, but digesting it. Are you with me today? So every area of the word that you have not meditated on, you still need transformation in it. You got to meditate on that word. You got you to make sure the word changes you. You got to apply that word. And, and, here, and the great way to get the word a part of you, it's a three-step process. It's like the ABCs, the one, two, threes. It's you hear the word, you speak the word, and you do it on purpose. Let's say that together. Hear the word, speak the word, do it on purpose. Come on, one more time. Hear the word, speak the word, do it on purpose. Come on, one more time. Say, hear the word, speak the word, and do it on purpose. Come on, sing it to your partner right there. Hear the word, speak the word, do it on purpose. I know it's Sesame Street, but you'll remember it. Hear the word, speak the word, do it on purpose. Come on, one more time. Hear the word, speak the word. Come on, clap your hands. Do it on purpose. Come on, y'all. Hear the word, speak the word. Do it on purpose. Where's Grover at? Come on. Hear the word. Speak the word. Do it on purpose. That's it. That's it. If we do that, it changes your life. If we do that, the promised land is right there. But we always stop short. We'll hear the word, but we won't speak the word. We'll hear the word, but we'll still go home and complain to all the tios and the tias and the tatis and the totos and everybody else. And we complain about our lives and how messed up everything is. And how bad things are. And I don't know how we're going to have Christmas. I don't know how things are going to get better. We complain about our spouse. Nothing's going to change. It's always been this way. I'm so tired. How about if you just take a moment to hear the word, speak the word, and do it on purpose. Come on, y'all. Hear the word, speak the word, and do it on purpose. Okay, okay, okay. See, see, we always stop short. We come to church, we hear the word, but now you got to begin to make it the meditation of your heart. You got to begin to confess that word. And that's why we printed up these scriptures in the back. We still got a whole bunch of them because y'all don't take them. But let me tell you, this could change your life, okay? This could change, your life. and it's in Spanish too, all right? It's in Spanish too. So take it for all your tias and titis and totos and all them too, okay? So it says, look, I mean, you take some of these words, you hear the word. Jesus carried all my pains and everything wrong with me. Through his stripes, I am healed. Jesus took all my pains and everything wrong with me. And by his stripes, I am healed. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. Why don't you confess that instead of quit posting about your headaches all day? Why don't you do your husband and your kids a favor? Who are tired about hearing how hurt you are? Oh, I'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings right here. But remember, the truth offends it first, then you digest it. How about if every time you get that I, y'all ever notice that Hispanics, they don't say ow, they say I? But non Hispanics just say ouch, ooh, you know, maybe that. But every time you get that I, you just get that out and say, God, I thank you that you carried all my pain and everything wrong with me. Through the stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm healed, Oof, I'm healed. Eyes, <sighs> you're taking your medicine, Father, I'm healed. Whatever you gotta do. But see, we've gotta learn that it's gonna take something to get you out of your present condition. It's gonna take something. It's gonna take you hearing the word, speaking the word, and doing it on purpose. Come on now, hear the word, speak the word, and do it on purpose. Where my drummer at? No, I'm just like I'm, I'm going <laughs> We ain't got time for that, we ain't got time for that, Okay. So, so, so that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that meditation, which means to mutter, to speak, to take, it's going to take time for you to go on the podcast and hear the word again and then stop it when it get a good point and say, father, I want that in my life. Father, help me get this upgrade. I'm tired of thinking the way I thought before. I'm tired of being at this level. Give me these thoughts. Give me them. Change the meditations of my heart. It's going to take you doing something. It's going to take you changing that internal monologue about your life. And here's the thing. Everybody has an internal monologue. It's the things that your thoughts tell you about yourself, your condition, and your marriage. It's what comes up when somebody says, hey, you're You're a good cook. You should open a restaurant. And what's the first thing you hear? I can't do that. It'll never work. I couldn't, I, I, I'm not smart enough to do that. That's the internal monologue that you have. You got to change that monologue. And you got to start hearing this. Oh, you should start a restaurant. Hmm. Well, the Bible does tell me that if I meditate on his word day and night, that nothing I do will fail, but that everything I do can succeed. You should start a business. Nah, not, not me. I, I can't do that. I'm just this. I'm just that. So you got to change that monologue. Maybe I should start a business because the Bible tells me I'm the head and not the tail. Which basically translates to this. I'm the brains and not the booty. That's what it means. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the brain, which is where your ideas come from. Amen. You know, this is, this is, this is your moneymaker right here. Now, I know some of you think when they say shake your moneymaker, you've been told it was something else. Shake your money maker, and you go to shake it. You should be doing this right here. This is my money maker. My money maker. Because this, the ideas that are in your head can make you money. If we get God's thoughts, your booty ain't going to make you no money. I'm going to leave that alone right there. Let me me leave you with this. It's almost time to go. So understand this right here. This is why this is so important, and we're going to continue this upgrade next week. But you can't be what you can't believe you can be. So God sends people to you all the time. You should do this, and you talk yourself out of God's voice. You should be in the ministry. You should this. You should that. No, not me. I can't do that. You got to get rid of that monologue. Because God tells us right here, if you get my word in you, nothing you do will fail. I'll prosper you in all your ways. Major key alert right there. But see that we got to get rid of that thing. What is it that you have not received because you can't yet believe for it? You can't be what you can't believe you can be. So this week, people are going to come to you. They're going to tell you nice things. And you're going to be like, and you can't believe that. Why? Because you got all this wrong thoughts about who you are. Because your brain is trying to tell you you're the guy or the girl you were before Christ. Your brain reminds you, no, 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 don't you remember you were raped 10 years ago? No, 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 don't you remember you were abused when you were six? No, 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 you can't do it. Don't you remember you, never, you were raised without a father? No, 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 don't. See, and you got to tell your mind, no, you got the wrong dude. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and everything's new. And your brain will tell you, oh, no, 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 you like doing this. You like clubbing. You like drinking. Oh, you like smoking weed. No, you guys go, no, 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 mind. You got it all wrong. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and everything is new. I don't like to do the things I used to do because we're changed. We're a new creature in the. Are you, are you catching this today? Because you guys got to get this upgrade because you've been in church too long. It is now time for you to now seize the life you have. People come up and tell you, oh, man, it's going to be awesome when you get married someday. And inside of you, you think, I'll probably never get married. If you can't see it, you can't have it. What is it in your life that you can't believe for? You got to fix that. And that takes work. And I've told you guys tons of times, my story, when the Lord called me to preach, I was at Southgate Library in the parking lot, praying in my car, and I opened up Matthew 28, and it came alive to me where God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. 19-year-old kid, couldn't keep my room clean, okay? And God's sending me to the nations. My mind said, no, 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 you got the wrong, that's, that, that's, that's for everybody. You know, that's, you're, you're, you're interpreting that wrong. But I knew that I knew that God called me. So I had to walk my bedroom floor every day and begin to see God's word in my life. It didn't make sense. I didn't have money. I didn't have the education. I didn't know anybody. I was the least in my family. Why is this going to happen? So I had to, listen, I had to downgrade and change the meditation of my heart to where I would sit in my car or I would sit in my room. I walked my bedroom floor and I would vision seeing myself getting on planes flying around the world, preaching. I would see that in my mind, and then I would thank God for it. Father, I thank you. I'm getting on planes. I'm obeying your word. Father, you're providing for everything. And I stand today because of the meditation of my heart. I do the same thing now. In, in, In a while, we'll be in a new church, and that new church will have started in my wife's meditation and my meditation. We talk about it. We dream it. We saw it when we were meeting in our house on 21st and 0 in Midtown. And we would talk with our team and we would meditate on it. We would chew on it. We would contemplate it. If you would do the same with God's word, what would your life be like? What kind of marriage will you have? Listen, when I was 20 years old and single, I started, I started meditating on the kind of wife I wanted to have. I started meditating on it. Yeah, Lord God, she's going to be a strong woman of God. And I didn't start with the hips and the lips and the fingertips either. Some of y'all, that's all you start at. But she could have all that and be dumb as rock, so come on. She could have all that and be meaner than the devil. The devil looking at you like, dang, bro, you got problems. <laughs> you, oh. What is the meditation of your heart? This is why it makes no sense when you get around like, there ain't no good men around. You better change the attitude of your heart, your meditation of your heart, because if you can't see good men, you'll never have a good man. If you can't see a fine woman that can pray in tongues, see, some of you can only see fine women. No, I wanted a, f- did you know, I, saw, I, I, I did not date a girl because of what I saw her do at the altar. Let me tell you this story and I'll quit. So I was single, been single about six years. Somebody say, praise God. Hallelujah. You got to walk through them dry lands. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's in a dry season. Some of y'all been single a year crying. Get on my level. six years, boy. So I'm at this conference, right? We're putting on this conference in Idaho of all places. Shouldn't have said the place, but anyways. And we're at this conference, right? And I'm putting on this conference and there's somebody that's helping me put on the conference with our pastoral team and everything. And there's this single person. And man, I was like, wow, she's awesome, man. She looks good. She's pretty. Wow. God, could this be, you know, you always, God, is it, could this be the one and and so I'm watching during the whole the whole conference and everything. She's looking good, wearing good outfits, got good style. But I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this at the altar time. I'm preaching up here, and and <clears throat> we do an altar call, and 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 people are coming up, and these young people are coming, and this one person start manifesting a demon right over here on the side. Start ah ah ah! I know some of y'all have never seen that. It's crazier than in the movies. Trust me. It's, ah, ah, ah. And so I'm up here preaching, and I got my prayer team, and she's sitting right there on the front row. I say, you're on the front row. You better do something on the front row, right? Come on. If you're going to sit on the front row, you better be ready to get your hands dirty. Okay? And so she's up This person, ah! like that? Ah! like that face. <laughs> and, and so I go, hey, take care of that. And I'll never forget, this pretty girl goes over there, and she begins to... You know, oh, God, help her. And this lady's like, ah. In that instance, everything changed for me. I said, nah, you're done. You're cut. You're cut. You'll make the, you ain't making the team. Sorry. on back. Call you when we need you. you. You think I'm joking, but that is the truth. That is the truth. That moment when I saw inside if she couldn't cast out the, the devil there. I was like, oh, I'm done. That ain't the one. Because I need somebody who can get up in it with me. Hello, Tina. Amen. Hello. I need somebody when the devil's running. I said, baby, get him. Ha! And she'll put her hair back and I'm serious. I'm serious. Help me on the keyboard. <laughs> but you know where that started? In the meditation of my heart. 20 years old. I started just seeing it. God, God, I, I, why can't I have both? Why can't she be fine and strong? Because I saw strong and they weren't pretty. Y'all remember them old churches, you know? <laughs> Strongest ladies are part men. Amen. <laughs> and then, and, then, and then the pretty ones were all messed up spiritually. I said, God, no, 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 what I see in the meditation of my heart that I believe you have for me. And I began to see it, meditate it, confess it, speak it. And you can have those things that you see and say. But you got to catch this upgrade. And next week, I'm going to go more into the scriptures for it. But I just want to set this up as we're in this series right now. You got to upgrade yourself with the thoughts of God. We got to upgrade ourselves by the meditation of our heart. I want to challenge you this week. Joshua 1, uh, 6 through 9. Get in there and, and, and memorize some of it. Be strong and of good courage, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And, and verse 8 uh, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all. Year. Let's stand on our feet today. Just close your eyes for a minute. Father, I pray that you give every person the right thoughts. Let them chew on what your word has to say. What good is a word if we forget about it? I pray that this word will resonate in them all week, that on purpose, Lord God, they will hear the word, speak the word, and do the word on purpose, Lord. And as we do that, begin to change marriages, begin to change lives, businesses, begin to change everybody's financial situation, everybody's spiritual situation. By allowing them to take a time every day to speak the word, meditate on the word. Let's just do that for a moment right now. Keep your eyes closed and just begin to see what it is that you believe God has spoken for your life. How is your marriage? Begin to see the future of it. What is the house you're living in in five years, ten years? Where are your kids going to college? Start seeing it. And then there's some of us here, maybe you having a hard time just seeing yourself serving God. Because all you have is pictures of you in the club and you sleeping around and you doing wrong and, and, and those things. And you're having a hard time just seeing yourself as a born-again Christian. I want to pray with you today. Maybe you're here and you're not serving God. God wants to change that. God wants to give you the life that's better than you could ever dream. But you got to make a decision. Maybe you're here today and you're just saying, Pastor, I need to get my life right with God. I don't want to leave today without giving you the opportunity to get this upgrade. Because that's the first upgrade you need. You need eternal life, you need new life in Jesus Christ, you need forgiveness. And He gives it freely. So if you're here today with nobody looking around, just respecting privacy, and you say, Pastor, I need to get my life right today. Just slip up a hand. I want to pray with you. Yeah, I see that hand. I see those hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lift it real high. Yeah. Now I want to ask you to do one more thing, and don't you dare be embarrassed because every person in here has done it or they should do it. I want you to do one other thing. Jesus said, if you will confess me before man, I'll confess you before the angels of heaven. And all we want to do is take a moment and pray with you and seal the deal. If you're lifting your hand right now and you want to get in on this new life, this upgrade, I want you to do one other bold thing. I want you to just come to the front right now. Just begin to come. Just just right up here. Come on, give them a good hand as they come. God bless you, bro. God God bless you. God bless you. Come on, make room for them right now. Come on, look to the person to your right or left and say, if you need to go up there, I'll go up there with you. Just ask them right now. God bless you, man. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no no shame in this. It's the best decision you'll ever make. Give them a good hand. They're continuing to come. This upgrade is going to change everything. I'm not promising to you like an Apple product or those other phones. I don't even know what they're called. Whatever they are. But this is a upgrade from a promise in his word that if you'll take the time and meditate on his word, God's going to change everything. If you're up here right now, I just want you to close your eyes. And church, I want to pray this with them. The Bible says this. If you, again, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. He's going to come into your life. He's going to give you this upgrade. He's going to take away every sin, every stain, and the life That he promises you is going to come into fruition. So I want you to repeat this after me. Everybody do this with me. Say, Jesus, I stand before you knowing that I need you in my life. I want the new life that you died to give me. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for not living for you. This morning... Come into my life fresh and new and teach me your ways in Jesus name. Now just keep your eyes closed for a moment. Father, I thank you for every person that just spoke that into existence. As they prayed that prayer, I thank you that the old person that they were, that was abused or that was hurting or angry or had made mistakes Lord, that old person, your, your word says, is passed away. And a new creature is now at this altar with a completely clean slate. Holy Spirit is just washing over y'all right now. Just washing over you. God bless them on this, their new birthday. On this, their, their, their commitment day to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Praise God.